Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Wayne Washington. Wayne, you are the founder and CEO of Grow Company Profits, found on the web at growcompanyprofits.com. Wayne, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, I'm enjoying it already. I love being here. Aha, excellent. Okay, so I, I well, this seems like kind of an obvious question here, but I wonder what Grow Company Profits does. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. At Grow Company Profits, what, what I try to do is I look work with CEOs and I help them realize how much money they're leaving on the table because their strategy, culture, and operations are misaligned. Mm. And when your strategy, culture, and operations are misaligned, the symptoms you generally see are disengaged employees, unnecessary complexity, and hidden costs. So I show them once you get your strategy, culture, and operations are in line, that Takes that, it gets that money back in your bottom line, back to your pocket. So you become more profitable. I also help them. How do you sustain that? Just getting your stuff in line once is not good enough. If you want to sustain profits on a long time, over long term to grow, you need to have some kind of systematic method to do that. So that's what we help CEOs do sustain profitability so they could fund their managed growth in the future, basically. Excellent. All right. Well, well how did you get into this line of work? Uh, it came from the uh, facility management background. I started a company back in 1997 called Facility Management and Engineering. And I, before that, I was with Bristol-Myers Squibb, where we meet Johnson, nutritional, the makers of infamil, infant formula. Now I was a facility manager there. Mm-hmm. And as a facility manager, you have responsibility for it. Two million square feet of space, 54 people, an $18 million budget. I mm-hmm. left there in 97, started facility, left at me, Johnson 97, started facility management in 97. And I realized around about 2014, 2015, the facility management business is, is not what I really want to do. By that, I mean, most companies look at facilities as a necessary evil. They basically don't want to put anyone into the facilities. They run things when they break. And I made a transition back in 2016 into grow company profit. I still have facility management engineering, but I started working with CEOs in 2016 in this concept of grow company profits. Operations is operations. Whether mm-hmm. you're whether it's brick and mortar or marketing agency, a professional services firm, you still have day-to-day things you need to do. You still have projects you need to run. So it's just transition the knowledge I have an operations background more to a generalist where I help more let's say BDB, um, B, uh, BDB SaaS companies, professional services companies, and market agencies. All those have a project oriented along with the day-to-day operations. And that's why I find most of the CEOs that get misaligned is they have a tough time managing their profits and doing their day-to-day work and bringing things on time and saving money. So that, that's how I got started. You know, so one thing you talk about is, uh, you know, is culture. Uh, how is it that culture... Um, you know, what what's, what impact does culture have on profitability? Well, uh, it has a major impact on <laughs> profitability. <laughs> and, and why I say that, people implement strategy, not culture. I mean, not companies. And if you put the strategy out to your employees and say, do this because I said so, 
that's where you get your disengaged employees. So unless your employers are on board, buying in on the same page and rowing in the same direction, which is culture, you're, you're not going to be as successful as you'd like to be. So, you know, I, I, I basically say your, 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 your people are the ones that make you happy. So if you have, a, if you have an air or an, um, an environment of inclusion and co- collaboration, that's going to be your culture. Because the, the definition I have for culture is the beliefs and behaviors your employees bring to work each and every day. And every time you bring a new employee in, that changes your culture. So how do you set the groundwork for culture to make sure it's the culture you need where everybody's contributing in a high-performing atmosphere? So that's that's why I say culture helps your bottom line, helps your strategy. They all have to work together because you're sharing all the same resources. Yeah, right, right. Um, so what would be some examples of maybe symptoms where there's misalignment in culture. There's just something off. Okay. It, 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 how might that manifest? How might that look? How can we tell? I mean, most of the things, most of the time I find from a, from a culture standpoint, that misalignment comes because of misalignment between an employee and a leadership team. You know, most employees, when they leave the company, they leave because they have a bad boss or they have a bad leadership team. Mm-hmm. And and so when you get that that leadership team and that employee mixed in together, that's what happens. So if you have a boss that's narcissistic or if you have a boss that's aggressive or you have a boss that's passive, that infects your employees. That that effect on your employees affects their productivity. So you, know, you, you have to have that sync. I think the, the analogy I look at, Josh, is uh, like a NASCAR racing team. You know, you have your vehicle and you have your, your drivers and your pit team. Those all have to function together as one. So that pit team and that driver has to be on the same page each and every day operating that car to make sure they win. Your fight, your vehicle, your company infrastructure, that has to be structured appropriately so your people can do the job they need to do when they need to do it. So things, as I say, things you're looking for is that that management leadership, excuse me, management employee gap. That's where you'll know you'll have culture issues. When you have people just checking out, you have people who aren't who aren't all in when they come mm-hmm. to work. They're looking on the search on the internet. They're looking for jobs. They're, they're they're talking to their friends. So that's part of culture. That when you see that, you know what's going on, but you choose to do nothing about it. That's that's how it, that's some of the things you see. Is is the solution for that generally to lean into you know kind of mission purpose values or is there different is it more is it more complicated than that and if so like what do we do I'm not I'm not going to say it's complicated but it's but when you look at as a statement I said before you have culture you have strategy and you have operations they all share the same resources so you cannot fix one in a vacuum. You just can't work on culture and do nothing in operations and strategy. You just can't work on operation, do nothing in strategy and culture and, uh, and strategy. But my point being is you have to take a holistic approach. How do you look at holistically changing your culture, improving your operations and implementing your strategy? So you know, a lot of companies, I'm, I'm sure if that answers your question, but it's got to be a situation where it's holistic and not just put a mission statement on the wall, put a value, put values on your coffee cups and you've done it. Unless people walk the talk, which includes the leadership team and the employees, it's hard to do. It's impossible to do, I'll say. Mm. When you start work with a client, um, mm-hmm. what do you do at the beginning? What does engagement look like? Okay. Initially, I will do what I call an assessment. 
and we have a, an assessment tool where number one, we look at the, the alignment of your strategy, culture, and operations. And most most companies are out of alignment. You know, mm. most companies are not operating in that sweet spot where everything's aligned. So once we have an idea of where you operate, how you operate within an alignment, execution alignment standpoint, the next thing we look at is what I call value drains. When I talk about value drains, these are things that are driving profits from, from, from your company. They're stealing money from you. Those disengaged employees, those unnecessary complexity, and those hidden costs, every time they occur, every dollar you lose from one of them is a dollar of value that's coming from your bottom line. Mm -hmm. So we look at what they call value drains and talk about to what extent are disengaged employees, unnecessary complexity, and hidden costs and infestations in your company. If you have a large amount of infestations, you're losing money. The third thing we do is put a number on it. We have an an assessment tool that looks at the level of value drains you're losing and will tell you how much percentage of your operating costs you're leaving on the table. Number one, because you misaligned. Number two, because you have value drains. And number three, it shows up in your bottom line. We can give you a rough idea of how much your operating expenses are you're leaving on the table. Yeah. Wayne, what type of companies do you work with? What would be some examples of folks that you've uh, helped and, uh, you know, kind of in your independent life? um, And uh, what, I guess, what kind of maybe any case studies or, you know, examples of what what you've been able to create with them? I think the best the best way to try to talk about it, Josh, is if you want to narrow it down to uh, company types, is people who work in a project based environment. They have a, a lot like I use the term before marketing agencies. I use the term professional services firms. I use the term B two B SaaS companies. And why I say that, these are people who go out and get projects from various clients. They work on a number of projects at the same time. But at the same time, they have billing. They have bringing people on board. They have have uh, operating their daily operations. So I look for companies that have project-based organizations, but at the same time have to run their day-to-day operations. They're the companies I'm most successful with because what I find is you have to do three things. You have your work management, which is day-to-day things you're doing from a work standpoint. You have your project management, which is how do you make sure you deliver on the projects that you have for your clients. And you have your asset management, your people, your places, your processes, and your purchases. They're all assets. All three of those things you have to manage daily on a day-to-day basis. So we look for companies that are looking for the system to put that in place so they can profitably and real-time manage their business. So, I mean, so I think if you, just to answer your question, it's marketing agencies, professional services companies, and B2B SaaS firms. Yeah, excellent. Um, so, Wayne, uh, in terms of like trends, things that you're seeing, um, you know, it was particularly over maybe the past few years, well, obviously, you know, it's been a disruptive past year and yes. a half, but yes. um, what, how are, how are employees, how are operations adjusting to that? Or, you know, do you see any tr- things that have come about because of the pandemic that you think are probably here to stay? Well, one thing I think that's here to stay is the the remote work, work at home, some form or fashion that is here to stay. Right. So if that's in the, in the bellywick for here in the future, how are we as companies dealing with that? And I'm seeing a lot of companies are just going back to more of the same. They're operating like it was pre-pandemic. So when you do that, again, how much money are you leaving on the table because of 
disengaged employees. It's harder to keep your employees engaged when they're at home and people are at various different offices. So again, the trend I see is more companies are doing more of the same mm. and less of planning for profitable growth. And profitable growth doesn't happen on its own. You got to plan for it, you got to prepare for it, and then you got to play to win. And as you're taking those distinct steps, you're going to have more of the same. Yeah. Well, um, so, you know, on your website, uh, growcompanyprofits.com, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. someone's been listening to us, they they love what they've been hearing. Uh, what, what, how do you typically engage with people? Like, what's the first step? Uh, first step, uh, I, I, I do have an app, an online app that can help companies, not a, a assessment rather, that can help companies see where their strategy, culture, and operational are aligned. So that's, that is a step. And it's at a website called uh, alignmentanalyzer.com, www.alignmentanalyzer.com. That can teach you how your companies are, are, are aligned. And the other step is send me an email. Uh, my, my telephone number is on the website. Give me a call. Let's talk. And the talk is not for me to sell to you. The talk mm-hmm. for me is to understand what you're doing and offer suggestions of how you can do things differently. If by our talking together, it makes sense we work together, that's fine. But I, I qualify that, that, Josh, if a company has not taken the stance of collaboration and inclusion, mm-hmm. in other words, if they're not willing to do that as their mindset, we're not going to get much done because I probably will not engage with you. If you still have that top-down attitude, I'm yep. the boss, do what I say, I can't help you. Mm. This probably has a lot, the stuff that you've been talking about probably has a lot to do with um, a lot of uh, news around high turnover lately. Mm-hmm. Would you, any any other thoughts on that? <laughs> Uh, again, high turn. Why are people leaving? And more, I, I say eight times out of 10, it's the relationship with the boss or the relationship with the company. Or you know, if you have a passive boss and he lets things slide and you're working your butt off and, and you, you, know, you get no reward for it, you don't like that. You leave. So how does management structure their management style, you know, their inclusiveness, their collaboration? Do they take my ideas? Do they respect me? Do they trust me? And when respect and trust is lost, that's when people start leaving. So yeah. I, I, I think I hope that answers your question. It, it's management's team, management, the management tool, the leadership team's job to set the environment where people can contribute, people can be respected, people can be developed. You know, everybody wants something more out of life. What are we in my company doing to help my employees develop to contribute, not only to themselves and their companies, but you know, to their families? We, I, we have a, I feel I have a role as a CEO to help my employees develop. If I don't, I get, what I'm, I get what's there. I'm limited by how limited they are. Mm. Yeah. Um, Wayne, uh, it, who would be like a, a perfect uh, kind of uh, client for you? Like, so someone is listening, or if I could make some intros for you, like, who would that be? Well, and I think the, the company that's, uh, I'm, I'm looking for a company that's growing. I'm not looking for a company that's just getting by and, and trying to make that bottom line, yeah. make their cash flow payments. It's got to be a company that's growing. It's got to be a, a, a person that has passion about their business, but the fun is gone. You know, they're getting so caught up in the day to day 
They've lost sight of their purpose. They've lost sight of what they're trying to do. The it's it's not it's harder to make things happen. That's the kind of person I'm looking for in a project-based environment. I mean, you know, most people when they start their company, they love it. They're on cloud nine, and at some point in time, when they start bringing on people and bringing on systems and bringing on applications, it all gets com- confusing. It all gets out of sync, and that's when the the typical CEOs has headaches and stays up at night. And the sad thing about it, Josh, they can't talk to anybody in the company about no, it. No, that's right. They have to be that macho man, macho woman, <laughs> and solve it on their own. That's mm. where I come in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, Wayne, I see where you could be a CEO's best friend. I hope to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, who have you worked with in the past? I work with a lot of companies, look, and I try not to to share name names. drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. I I think that's. I don't have their people's opinion. Excuse me, op, uh, approval to do that. So I try yeah. to do that. I try to keep it to industry and the type of things we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. All right, well, Wayne, your website is growcompanyprofits.com. What a good domain! How long Thank ago you. did you get it? Uh, two thousand sixteen or so. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Once in a while you get a domain is like, that's available. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. That's available. And, 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 and that's what we try to do. So it's easy to remember, uh, check out the website. I think if, if, if a, a, a listener goes to the website, I explain the programs that we do. We have a pro we, we have a program we call the make it so program and how we, we, we look, we work at it in layers, Josh. In other mm-hmm. words, you take your leadership team, in your leadership team, they have to set the framework for what you're trying to do. Then we work with your management team. Your management team has to put the systems and processes on that framework, number two. And then number three, we work with the frontline employees because they develop what I call recipes, which are the workflows, the process, the day-to-day things that they do. They have input and decide in defining them and developing them, so therefore they own it. So when you have those three levels working together, that's what you'll see we do. All that's explained on the website. Yeah, fantastic. All right, growcompanyprofits.com. Wayne Washington, you're the founder CEO. Thank you so much, Wayne, for joining us. I appreciate being here and thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com dot com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 
15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.